boys, if you want beers, I got beers. If you want mixies, I got Diet Coke and whatever alcohol you could want. Oh, okay. Um, I might do a mixie. Whatever you guys want. I need some energy. I'm tired. Start whenever. We don't need sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, to episode 12 of the Hoosier Picks podcast, uh, I am here joined by Reagan, and we're, we're joined uh, by a special new guest. He's had a few shout-outs on the podcast, um, Dr. Noah. How are we doing, Doc? Great. Honored to be on. We're, we're over at Noah's watching some uh, basketball, the LSU-Oklahoma games getting ready to to come on, um, so we've got a segment that we've uh, we've recorded at the end. We've got a top five list um, to which Tommy actually sat in with us before he had to leave. Um, we got a quick recap of um, some things to talk about. Reagan's going to get into his college basketball futures pick. Um, Noah, who is a big time, some would say die hard fan of Purdue uh, Boilermaker basketball. We got him on uh, to give an unbiased opinion of Purdue. Uh, Unbiased. And uh, finally, we're going to end with a little bit more college football, Um, probably talking about the bowl games that have already happened by the time you're listening to this. Um, And maybe we'll give some projections on on the uh, championship game. So, Reagan, your futures, how they looking? Fill us in, keep us, get us up to speed. All right. Uh, now I'm pretty sure on DraftKings, you can still take some of these future bets. Um, the odds are, are drastically different than what I had. Some are better and some are worse. So um, the first one, I'm just going to go through my list. Uh, Louisville to win the ACC. Uh, I love that pick right now. I would say that they're now the favorite. I got that way back when they were plus 500. Um, by the time this regular season started, they were plus 375, and now I think they're plus 200-something. Um, they, they are for sure the, the favorite to win the ACC now. So I love that pick. Again, I, I think Jordan Nora is one of the best players in the nation. They defend at a high level, and the ACC is really bad at the bottom. One of the worst all-around ACCs that I can remember in my lifetime. So I really like where that one stands. I have Houston to win the AAC. Um, I, I feel okay about that one. Memphis is, is certainly not what everyone had projected them to be, which is why I like Houston to begin with. And they lost that kid. Yeah, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. James Winston. They lost Jameis Winston, too. Well, Jameis <laughs> Winston might be out for the year, too. Wiseman. Yeah. Is uh, going pro. Going pro. Which, who cares? Like, it, I mean, it, it doesn't affect college football at all. So, I think Houston will be You're all right. Because it's college basketball. Well, that's what I mean. This is probably the one I, I feel the worst about, is Michigan State to win the Big Ten. Um, 
Now, I don't think by any means the Big Ten race is sealed up. Ohio State's for sure the favorite. But after Ohio State, like, it's completely wide open. Like, I think Maryland's not as good as people thought they, they might have been for a while. Um, they're coming back down to earth. And Michigan State's not as good as people thought they were, but I think they'll be better uh, once they get get the ball rolling. So, eh, Michigan State, I'm, I feel okay about. Not great, but... Then I got Florida to win the SEC. The SEC's bad. Um, Kentucky's in a big one with Louisville right now. They might squeak it out because they're at home, but Kentucky looks terrible. But Florida looks bad, too. Um, Auburn hadn't played anybody. I know you're a big Auburn guy. Tennessee got was getting spanked. By Tennessee got destroyed by Wisconsin today. So, I don't know. I, I still don't feel bad about it. I think they can. Well, the good thing about that is just one of those has to hit, and you've presumably yeah. you know covered your bet. So, sure. especially, especially if you're feeling good on a majority of those. You know, you got to be good, feeling good um, just overall. But um, Noah, we got you here for a reason. I got I got a couple uh, win total overs too. Okay. Um, I did Louisville's win total over twenty two and a half. They're Ooh. eleven and one Ooh. pending this Kentucky game. So by the time the pod's out, they'll either be eleven and two or twelve and one. So that one looks good. Uh, another one that looks really good. IU over seventeen and a half wins. Yep. Uh, what are they at? Eleven and one now. Twelve and one. Eleven, I believe. And then this Cause they one because they play play Arkansas tomorrow. This one might be the easiest bet of my life. Butler over fifteen and a half wins. That's what Butler was. Yeah. So that one's. I mean, barring Butler having just a catastrophic collapse, that one's a lock. And here's one that um, I'm not. It's going to be coming down to the wire. Is Creighton under twenty one and a half wins? Ten and two right now. Creighton. So, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, they they can still win eleven more games. Like winning eleven Big East games for them, that's a tall task. Yeah. Or sorry, they'd have to win 12, 12 more games. Yeah. So that's a tall task. The Big East is probably the second best conference in the country right now, behind the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten's not even close to best. Conference, but I think the Big East might be second. So. I I was planning on taking your advice and taking the Creighton under at twenty one and a half, but I inadvert I inadvertently put the over in <laughs> and and placed the bet. So go Blue Jays! <laughs> wow, some go friend. Blue Jays! Some friend. <clears throat> um, it was all by accident, but the uh, Butler and the IU one do seem to be pretty solid for right now. Um, you got any more futures or anything you want to talk about? That's all I got basketball-wise. I'm excited for conference play to get started. Yep. IU's got one more game against Arkansas. Yep. Next week at this time, everybody will be started with their it, uh, conference play. It's a new it's a new season. Records are 0-0. Zero and zero. Not actually because a lot of teams have already played at least one conference game. but Well, for IU. They're 1-1 one one in conference. Those games count as conference games? Well, usually when you play a team in your conference, they count that as a conference game. Yeah, but there are times where you play out of the a team in your conference out of the conference schedule, and it doesn't count for a conference game. When? That's happened before. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'll let's let's let Noah 
Maybe in like a preseason tournament or something. I'll I'll look it up while Noah. I think there was one this year. I don't remember which two teams, but I think they were in conference, but they played each other. It was like an SEC skin. team or something. It was weird. I did see that once this year. That but it, it it does happen. Um, Noah, we've got you here for a specific reason. Um, you are a big time Purdue fan. Purdue football. Purdue basketball. We didn't really get to hear you. Um, you didn't weren't able to come on the pod during the football season, but we got you now for basketball. Um, just give us a give us a breakdown, and maybe give us a background on your fandom. Maybe <laughs> maybe how you became a Purdue fan in uh, uh, in the fashion that you did, or maybe some memorable moments, some games that you've been to, um, and then kind of t- tell us a little bit about what you think on the season. Just go into it while I look this up. Okay. So, Purdue fan, my, my dad went to Purdue, and I was born in Lafayette, actually. I moved to southern Indiana when I was five, I believe it was. But I remember, as a kid, going to Purdue games. Um, I was telling you guys earlier that I would often see Drew Brees at ross Aid Stadium, go to games for that. One game I vividly remember, I remember seeing them play Wisconsin and Ron Dane um, at ross Aid. Um that was pretty neat, but I pretty much go to at least one game a year, oftentimes more, uh, at least with my brother here recently. Uh, basketball games, a lot of memorable basketball games in Mackey. Um, man, I can't remember. It may have been three years ago when they won the Big Ten regular season championship. Uh, they sealed it by beating IU at home. I was with my dad for that one. That was pretty cool. Um, I saw him play Ohio State last year, and Carson was unconscious at home. It was his last game in Mackey, and, um, I mean, they beat Ohio State by close to 40. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, Probably best Purdue game I've ever seen, though, was the Sweet 16 game last year against uh, Tennessee. It was not in Mackey, but that place was electric. It might as well have been Mackey South because Louisville is not that far, and uh, Purdue fans definitely – outnumbered Tennessee fans, even though it was pretty close. But that place was a pretty crazy environment. I don't know the geographic region, but you would figure that would be like a 50-50 split between Knoxville and Louisville and Louisville and Lafayette. Yeah, I think it was um, – I would say it was fairly close. Purdue, if, if you watch that game, Purdue took a, an early big lead and then pretty much collapsed in the second half. I think they were up 17 at one point. And then Ryan Klein put on the Superman cape and, and brought them basically to a victory. He was oh boy, unconscious. He oh was boy, lights out. Um, so those may be some of the highlights. But, yeah, I've been a Purdue fan for a long time. Growing up in southern Indiana, obviously, almost every single one of my close friends are IU fans. Um, and so that's that's interesting. But it makes it fun at the same time. So... Um, it, it, it's been a fun, fun journey. Favorite Purdue basketball player of all time? Ooh. Be as biased as you want. Throw the rec- throw the stats, throw the records out the door. Favorite Purdue player? Favorite, Favorite Purdue, Purdue basketball and, and give me a football player, <sighs> which football might be a little obvious. Maybe. I don't know. So this is probably going to sound like I have some recency bias, which maybe a little bit. Um. But Carson Edwards, I mean, is probably my favorite because, one, he's he's not very big. 
I mean, the guy may be six foot. He's probably not six foot. But just the, the confidence that he plays with, um, the swagger he brings to the court, and when he has the balls, the ball, when the ball in his, is in his hands, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's exciting all the time. But when I was younger growing up, I remember my favorite player was Jerron Cornell. Listen um, on Wikipedia being 5'11". Yeah. So, Carson Edwards. Um, but being that height, the guy's just explosive. He may pull up from 40. He may dunk on you. You don't know. Um, but he was probably my favorite. But growing up, I remember uh, Jerron Cornell was actually my favorite player. So Car- Carson Edwards steal the draft? You know, he's been off to, I don't know, I'd say maybe a slower start to start the season than what I expected. But I think he's trying to learn something completely new. I mean, he's used to having the ball in his hands. He's used to attacking. He's used to playing almost 40 minutes a game. And now that he's coming off the bench, he's playing with guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kimber Walker. I mean, a lot of times he doesn't have the ball in his hands that much. And so him coming in for three minutes at a time I think is a little bit different. I think once he figures it out, he could be um, a really good electric scorer off the bench. But right now I think he's still trying to – to figure out how this works because it's something completely new he's probably never done in his life. Is his game more um, three-point or can he, can he get to the hole? Can he cre- create his own shot? I mean, I know he had the ball, and but... Yeah, so I think that's the one thing that Purdue is lacking this year is that Carson Edwards could go get his own shot. Now, whether that's a three or whether it's getting to the bucket and getting fouled, he could make it happen. If it was late in the shot clock and, you know, things were out of sorts... They gave the ball to Carson, and he had to make a play. Now, parts of the season, I know people were probably like, wow, Carson's putting up a ton of shots, but a lot of time he had no choice. I mean, he was getting put in a terrible spot, and that's why some of the shooting percentage numbers, I think, were a little bit down um, as a junior compared to a sophomore just because, I mean, he had to do a lot. A lot was put on his plate, but, um, yeah, he could go get his own wherever he wants it. He stepped up a lot, though. Especially last year. The tournament was something special. I mean, that was the Carson Edwards show there for, what, the first three, four games? Yeah, it was crazy. I think we should all say our favorite player at our favorite school. For sure. I I think that's a good idea. I like that. So your basketball school is who, Skybox? IU. Who's your favorite IU player of all time? Oh, favorite IU basketball player of all time? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know mine. I, I would say Jordy Holtz. Because we played it, you know, I played against him since I was in fourth grade. So, oh man, I'd probably say AJ Moye. That's a great pick. Yeah, can't great go pick. AJ Moye because throw the numbers, so this, throw everything out the window. Be totally biased. I'm gonna go AJ Moye, and yeah. then DJ One. DJ White was a close second. But it was A.J. Moye started the, the the long sleeves underneath. Now, who's your favorite football player at your favorite school? You're Auburn. Noah's Purdue again. I'll go Notre Dame. Who's yours at Notre Dame? I loved Jeff Samarja. It's hard, hard, hard to argue. I love Jeff Samarja. Hard to argue. I like that whole team. Maurice Stovall, Brady Quinn, Charlie Weiss. Not that Charlie Weiss is a good coach. He just was funny. Charlie Weiss, great agent, and he's still getting paid from Notre Dame. Yeah, 
Uh, he, he's yeah. getting like five million a year from Notre Dame. It's like Bobby Bonilla's. Oh yeah. Twenty <clears throat> some years later, and he's still getting paid off his contract. Noah, who's your favorite uh, Purdue football player of all time? I think just because the games were were so fun and they were really good. Drew Brees has to be up there. But as far as if I have to take someone besides him, I really liked Taylor Stubblefield. Many people may not recognize that name, but he was a receiver at Purdue. He's currently, I believe, the wide receivers coach for the Miami Hurricanes. I thought um, I thought you might say uh, Brian Cardinal's your favorite basketball player. Uh, yeah, man, those knee pads are hard to pass up. Brian Cardinal. He was there like seventy-two years. He's great, and he made a lot of money in the NBA somehow. But now he's back at Purdue. Gives a lot back. Is around the program. So yeah, Cardinal. Does he work at Purdue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for the basketball team. I don't know if it's specifically for the basketball team or some sort of like like athletic public, public relations, but he definitely is involved at Purdue. I don't know what his specific title is. But you'll see him around all the time. Hmm. Does he still wear knee pads? You know, he's wearing a suit most of the time. There may be some knee pads under there. I haven't checked. i would I got to see if those knees look bulky next time. I would bet money that he's got knee pads on under the suits. You never he might know have, when you have to pull them out. He might have substituted the knee pads for shoulder pads in his suit. He could have. My favorite Auburn player, um, gonna be Cam. Won you national title, won you Heisman Trophy. That season that he had, um, when we beat Oregon for the national title, that that pretty much solidified it. There's there's guys like Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams. I was gonna say those two, yeah, those those guys are monsters. Though those two guys are the ones that like drew me into Auburn to watch them. Um, but I'd have to say Cam because it's – I mean, when your team wins a national championship, it's – I mean, it's, it's just like a Super Bowl. You remember those guys forever, and that's going to be your favorite dude because they won you the championship. So, I'd have to go with Cam. So, Noah, let's get back into the Purdue talk. Give us, give us your take on the season so far, um, what you've liked, what you've not liked, what you think they should change. Give us, give us a whole 360 view from – a Purdue fan standpoint. So, the only saving grace that I can take from the season so far is this is the exact same record they started last season with, and they were tenths of a second away from making the Final Four. Now, I know Ryan Klein and Carson Edwards are not walking through those doors, and I think the loss of Grady Eifert is a little underrated. He did all the small things that make a good basketball team. The rebounds, the hustle plays, the charges, um, taking the open shot, making the right pass. He didn't need to score a ton. Uh, Those things, I think, are overlooked in college basketball. I agree with that statement, but I don't think he would make any difference on this team. This team, Because this team needs scorers. Yeah, so I agree. This team, no. But the role he played last year, I think, is overlooked. But Carson Edwards, obviously a huge miss. I think they miss Ryan Klein a lot more than what people realized. Not because he can shoot lights out, which is what most people think of, but the way that he saw the court. He is the Purdue all-time record holder in assist-to-turnover ratio, which I don't know, most people may not think is a big deal, but when you're creating shots for other people and not turning it over and giving the other team shots, I mean, that's huge. And there were time after time last year he would find harms on a slip to the bucket and hit him for an open dunk because so many defenses would jump um, Klein coming off a screen and just leave the, the role man so open. But uh, so far this year, they have played a tough schedule. I'll give them that. 
Uh, they've lost to what Florida State, Texas, Marquette. All these games, though, are games that they were leading at the end of the game, and they kind of blew, which is the frustrating part. Uh, the Butler game I knew would be tough without Matt Harms, especially with the way they were playing. And for some reason, Purdue's never played that great at the Crossroad Classic. I don't know why, but they just haven't performed really well. Well, my take on that is when you got a team that comes to the big city, the bright lights, you know, k- kind of starstruck. I will say this. <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'll become public enemy number one on the pod. When Purdue comes to the Crossroad Classic – it is – most teams you'd say it's a neutral court. For Purdue, I'd say it's an away game. There's one fan base that cheers for Purdue at the Classic, and that is Purdue. IU fans, the majority of them also cheer for Notre Dame. Reagan is a good example of that one. I like Butler too, though. <laughs> and Butler, exactly. So you have – Yeah, I mean, it's so, three on one. <laughs> so yeah. this – it's, it's hard. It's hard. The, the game this year, for example, Butler obviously was not cheering for Purdue. IU's obviously not cheering for Purdue. And Notre Dame is not cheering for Purdue. Um, you probably walk around Banker's Life and, and take a look. And I actually got a few pictures because it's my favorite thing in the world. But you'll see the candy stripe pants with the Notre Dame shirts. I love them. Those are the best fans in the world. I actually did see some and of there, You see so many grown men in candy stripe pants. Notre Dame shirts or hats, it, it makes me chuckle every time. But back to the Purdue. <laughs> uh, right now, they, they just don't have guys that can go get their own shot. They don't have any scorers. I think coming into the season, you really thought Aaron Wheeler and Nogel Eastern were going to be those guys that were going to step up really well this year. I'm not saying that they can't, but just so far this season, they've struggled a little bit. Um, I still think that they can find their footing. It's just it's a completely different role than what they had to do last year. So I think that's a little bit tougher. Eric Hunter's been a pleasant surprise. Uh, Matt Harms uh, plays well. He brings energy. Can I pause you for a second? We've had a big debate on this podcast about Matt Harms' future. And I'd like someone that's watched a lot of Purdue this year to settle the debate for us. Do you think Matt Harms is playing in the NBA next year? Uh, I think that will be really tough. I think... I do think Matt Harms has a skill set to be an NBA player. Will he leave after this year? Would he get drafted? Oh, I think that's tough. I'm not sure. I could possibly see him going really late in the second round if he left. But the only way I would ever see him leaving is because technically he is a little bit older for his grade. Um, is he a junior? He is a junior, but I think he, he's definitely older. He, he redshirted. He came over like a semester early, so he had a redshirt. But um, I think he has the skill set. He protects the rim well. He can space it. He can defend it. But with what the NBA is looking for more and more now, I'm not sure he would get drafted in a position where he would leave after this year. So I, I think he'll stay. But I think he's a good player. I just don't know. If he is a game changer. They looked a lot different without him in the crossroads. He's. Uh, I think it's more the energy and attitude that he brings than the – the actual skill set, which if I'm not an IU fan, I would probably hate it. But being a Purdue fan, I like it. Did you see the offensive foul he picked up earlier today? Um, he threw an elbow in the back of someone's head. <laughs> I missed it. He he was fighting for position, and he had it, but the guy would just not give him the entry pass. And so he flung his chicken oh. wing out there, hit him in the back of the head, got the foul. But he all he was doing was yelling at the guy that wouldn't throw him the ball. I think it was Isaiah Thompson that missed the – 
the uh, that's exactly pass. right. I did not actually see the play. I just saw him yelling. That's exactly that's exactly right. Because I thought he was going to say Isaiah Thomas, but <laughs> I like the uh, the aggressiveness and that um, fire that he does bring. And when he comes off the bench, Mackie gets alive. You know, mm-hmm. pumps the crowd up. Definitely good for the uh, the second unit, and um, you know, a guy with his skill and his um, his skill set, he can uh, you know really help the second unit down there. For sure. And I think the biggest thing that people still need to understand that our Purdue fans, you Purdue fans out there, relatively speaking, there's, there's only a one lot probably of, listener. Yeah, there's one Dose. one listener. But <laughs> speaking He's not listening. They are relatively young. I know there's a lot of familiar faces. The only two seniors are both transfers. And then the only two juniors are No Gel and Harms. Everyone else besides that that's playing are freshmen and sophomores. So um I hope I didn't mess that up. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm correct, but this guy should just keep that in mind. Why? We're watching Keon. He's just—he's the right same now, problem so. Romeo was. Chew guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's all about. Grab, he's I, in it for himself. So there, there were nightmare so stories about hook, his is family. He, is he hooking yeah, up with teammates' girlfriends? I don't know, but I know there's nightmare stories about his family at AAU games and. Sure, um, sure one of them. I think they said well, that like, his, his, his mom dad wanted to be the coach at Kentucky, but Cal said he'd have to wait. So, <laughs> Well, I know his mom literally attacked a ref after a game and had to get escorted out of the gym. Oh, and her dad – and his dad uh, was, like, right behind. And I know there were coaches at the game that stopped recruiting him from that minute on. Really? Because if you noticed, IU kind of – was after him really hard his junior year, and then his senior year kind of lightened up big time. Yeah. Um, huh. So it wasn't a surprise he didn't go to IU because they kind of stopped recruiting him. Wasn't he – was he friends with Romeo? Uh, I'm sure they were friends. All those guys. Or no, it was Trace. Him and Trace. Him and Trace played AAU together. Yeah. Him and Trace were good buddies. Because that's, that's who he said should be uh, Big Ten freshman – or. Um, uh, player of the year in Marion County or whatever it was was Trace. So didn't know that about Brooks. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, glad we don't. HPP's have here to enlighten you. All right, so um, we just got done talking about. Do you have any more? Purdue? I think that's it. I, I think frustrating start to the season. Um, there's the potential to get better, but they're going to have to find better scoring. So we'll see. Who's that coming from? What do you? What That's do you the think? problem. I is don't. That, is that coaching or is that? Is uh, no. I know there's a lot of Purdue fans that probably really get frustrated with Coach Painter, but I think he's a really good coach. I like everything he's done. I think one big adjustment that may be overlooked is losing Greg Gary um, to Mercer. He's the head coach there now. He ran the offense, and Michael Shrewsbury came back from the Celtics. He was an assistant, which I think he's a great coach. But things are different. So I hope uh, things keep developing. But we'll just see. We'll see as the year goes on. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was a good uh, Purdue breakdown. Definitely um, gives us an opinion or an outlook that we haven't had for sure. So um, we want to talk a little bit of the bowl the bowl games that are going on tonight. Well, the, when people hear this, it's going to be in the future. 
So, so we'll do some quick just, picks. Just we'll, quick, yeah. quick what do you past. think happens? It'll be in the past. Right. Correct. S- sorry. So, so I could be completely before we, wrong. Before we flip to the game that just started, what yeah. do you think? Uh, last I saw was LSU 12 and a half. Minus 12 and a half. Yeah, I think it, it might have snuck back to 13, but... I stayed away from the spread on this one. I just, man, I just wasn't confident in anything. I did take the over, 76. I expect a lot of points. Yeah, I did too. Um, obviously, with a bowl game, you never know, but I'm hoping for fireworks in this game. I College, college game day, I think they said this is the sixth year of the playoffs, so there's been ten games that have played. Eight out of those ten have been like, 20-point blowouts or, like, 25-point blowouts. So, I think I think LSU wins by at least 13. I'm going to take, take LSU minus the 12-and-a-half that I saw. Reagan, what do you got? I don't know on this one. I just have the over. Just the over? Okay. I, I actually do have a parlay. I had Notre Dame, which already hit, and I have LSU at minus 6-and-a-half in a parlay. So, I'll, I'll, it, it, I technically have LSU minus six and a half, but I, I think a lot of points too. What about for the uh, the late game, Clemson? Oh, Ohio good sign. State. LSU just scored it. Oh, there we go. Um, I got Ohio State. I took Ohio State money line as well. I think that D line is going to get after Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence's receivers are really explosive. I think Travis Etienne is a great running back. Um, but I don't know. I just think throughout the year, Ohio State has played better competition. I think that experience and tougher competition is going to benefit them in the long run. And so I took Ohio State money line. I tried to talk myself out of Ohio State, and every time I did, I remembered that um, Clemson barely beat North Carolina. So there's this guy named Chase Young that's pretty good too. Never heard I like of him. him. Yeah. Did she tackle? I like uh, Clemson to win in a nail-biter. All right, and for our next segment, we're going to move into the uh, Bourbon Beat of the Week. Ugh. This has become a fan favorite. Not a fan? I'm not a fan of the beat. <laughs> the Bourbon, uh, Noah, since we are uh, guests in your place, you were grac- gracious enough to give us um, a taste of one of your bourbons and one of your famous cocktails. A lot better host than me, I might say. I poured your bourbon into a glass and asked if you wanted ice or not. We got <laughs> That's how it's good. We got, what is this called? This has some Look, legendary name. Perfect Manhattan here. Perfect Nothing special. Manhattan. Perfect Manhattan. Not just a Manhattan. It's perfect. It's the perfect Manhattan. It is very good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Noah? So today, just used a little bit of Maker's Mark Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, this thing was distilled in Star Hill Farm, Loretto, Kentucky. Not sure how I feel about Kentucky, but that makes some good bourbon. Kentucky I think we all have kind of clearly decided that yeah. Kentucky's got one good thing going for them, and it's they know how to make bourbon. Sorry, Kentucky horses. listeners. I like horses. I mean, yeah. Horses in the back. You guys are great. <laughs> With the bourbon, a little bit of dry vermouth, sweet vermouth, um, orange, cherry, uh, black walnut bitter, special from Tommy. Great gift. Hey-o. The black walnut bitters are awesome. Add a really good taste to it. And then some orange bitters as well. Now, the ice I see is in a spherical shape. Did you hand do that, or was this a special freezing technique that you used? Hand polished. 
ice balls. I imagine, wow. I imagine at the beginning <laughs> yeah, makes it in the at the beginning of Frozen, and when I thought your hands were soft for different reasons. Wasn't a wide receiver for nothing. Just carving, carving balls of ice. Very impressive. Good drink, Reagan. Do you want to talk about the beat that we are drinking too? I mean, not really, but I feel like I have to. Is so, this the same beat that you had, Noah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lost sleep so, over it. Yeah. Friday. It's a sleepless beat. Friday, Michigan State, Wake Forest, bowl game. Um, the over, we had at 50. Um, at halftime, it was uh, Wake Forest 21, Michigan State 20. So all we needed was a field goal and a touchdown in the second half to cover. Looking good. Looked, looked great. We start the second half on a good note. Uh, Michigan State scores a touchdown with 10 minutes left to go in the third to put our total at 48. So now all we need is, is a field goal. Basically, any score other than a safety, and we cover. From the 10-minute mark in the third quarter, there were no points scored. There was a botched field goal, a field goal that wasn't even close from 28 yards. There were two turnovers inside the red zone. And then coming down the stretch, they were um, letting Michigan State score so they could get the ball back. So they let them walk into the end zone, and Michigan State takes a knee. And then takes a knee the next play. I'd say that's a bad beat. Yeah. I mean, that's so awful. all we needed, we have 25 minutes of game time left to get three points, and nobody scored the rest of the game. At one point, the Action app had it as a 98% chance of winning. Should we move into the. You want to move into the top five? Yeah. yeah. Might as well get rolling. All right. Uh, joining, joining us for the top five, uh, you heard him just a little bit ago. Uh, we got Tommy back with us. He snuck in real quick. He's got to go to a wedding tonight and uh, get down on the dance floor. So, welcome, Tommy. Get down, get down. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Do you want to get down? We got a pretty good top five. Uh, this one's a little bit more of a um, subjective, kind of personal to you. Uh, we opened up the floodgates. We've been kind of strict on our uh, our tops list the past couple of episodes. But this one, we're a little loose. Um, Regan. Do you want to explain the top five? And, yeah, and we kept we kept this one simple. Just the top college quarterbacks of the century. So since 2000, who are, who are your top five quarterbacks? And we're just going to go through kind of, I guess we can do a snake draft, go around the room. You just give us one, and, you know, we either say we agree or you're an idiot, um, and then go back through. Noah, it's your house. What What's the order? Uh, let's just go start on one end and go to the other. Uh, since you're the host, how about you start, Skyler? All right. Reagan, why don't you start us off? <laughs> okay, Reagan start us off. Here we go. All right, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll gladly start. I got uh, some controversial people in mind, and Ooh. that's, that's it's, the kind of person I it's am. It's 2019, dude. It's 2019. It's okay. Uh, one person I think you've got to have on your list is Tim T-Bro. T- yes, um, he's number one for sure. I mean, he's the college quarterback. You have to have him. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. Did everybody have Tebow? Yep. So I guess yeah, I knocked yeah. one out for all of us. Tebow was awesome. I feel yeah, like dude. if you don't have Tebow, you're about to burn and go to hell. <laughs> I guess Tebow was really it. That's just my opinion. He Tebow was the guy that like every mom would have replaced you for growing up. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just I mine. Know, I don't think my mother <laughs> knew who Tim Tebow was. Really. You mean? I think that you, was. You that, mean it, if you, if you go to that was the appeal of Tim Tebow was like even my mom knew who he was, 
he was this religious kid that was a god on the football field. I mean, that was like. You mean your mom or like your girlfriend's mom? Your girlfriend's mom's like. I think well, you're Tebow. Good, but if Tebow comes. Along, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tebow's one that everybody had to have. I think after Tebow, there's some toss-ups. It, it may get a little crazy, but Tebow, I think, was a universal. You have to have Tim Tebow. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. The the college quarterback. So my next. All right, Noah. So, I'm gonna throw a curveball at everyone. I maybe curveball. didn't go with the best player. I went with the best statistics. So I'm gonna hit you with a, a guy from left field here. I'm going Dan Lefevre. He's the what? Tim Tebow of the Mac. <laughs> Played at Central Michigan. I was going to say Dan Marlin. We're going stats. Big stats guy. Big big stats guy here with old Dan. You probably are a really big Aaron Kraft fan then if you like stats. <laughs> Love Aaron Kraft didn't even record stats. He listen like listen to Tim Tebow. They were defensive stats. They were at the other end of the score box. <laughs> what, a uh, steal and a half? I feel like I have, you don't have to defend Tebow. I have to Charges defend Dan taken. here. <laughs> For his career, he had almost 13,000 yards passing, 3,000 yards rushing, 102 touchdowns. Passing, 47 rushing. Would it be bad if I asked what team did he play for again? Central Michigan. So, yeah. He's Tim Tebow of the Mac. Tim Tebow of the Mac. He could have played like anywhere except Florida because Tim Tebow was there. But other than that, dual threat guy. Do people actually call him Tim Tebow of the Mac? Yeah, for sure. What, what, what year did he what play? What a nickname. He was at Central Michigan from... You think his mom wants him to be... From 2006 to 2009. Yeah, I remember. Dude, every I remember every him, yeah. person's mom good. in this country wanted Tim Tebow to be their son. Um, what year did Antonio Brown went to Central Michigan? Yeah. I think it was. Well, there's a couple was of it at the same NFL time? receivers that went to Central. I'm not sure who they had at the time, but he put up ridiculous numbers. So that's why I went with him. Under the radar guy. We said Tebow. I figured I'll go ahead and start off with him. What years was it again? I'm sorry. 2006 to 2009. Wow. Okay. So I'll throw, throw that one out there to start. Well, Tommy, your turn. Were you sitting back waiting on that curveball, Scott? I squashed the bug. Bad boy. So my, mine's going to go off. Like when I think of college football and think of like a college football quarterback performance. Oh, know where this is going. <clears throat> my head immediately goes to Vince Young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the bowl game against yeah. it was it against Liner. Mm-hmm. USC. That was, yeah. that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we he talked got, about doing a, a top bowl game. Well, that, that would have been that, on my list. For yeah, sure. that's what got me thinking about that. And then so I'm like, man, Vince Young was he was fun to watch. He got snubbed in the Heisman to I think it was Liner. No, Liner, it was Reggie Bush. Liner won an 04. Vince Young won an 04. Uh, Reggie Bush, Bush won an 05. And that was but the... But it got taken away because Bush accepted illegal bribes and money and USC's cheaters. And right, but, and, me off, but so. during that game, Reggie Bush was the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> the Bush Bush. Was the current Heisman Trophy Correct. winner and Liner was the reigning champ. And Vince Young got snubbed from that. That, that was just... for a city. That was the... That was a culmination of so many stories that just got put into one great book, and it happened to be a football game. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, he was on my list. Did you have Vince? I told you guys, I'm throwing a lot of curveballs. I did not have Vince. I Vince was Vince was a um, honorable mention for me, just because I do have a personal bias one, but I don't think it's that biased. Aaron really. Kraft did not play football. <laughs> Greg Paulus. Aaron Kraft, if he if he 
had played football, he would have been a hell of a blocker. No, Get in there. Get in there. No. Come on, Notre Dame. There's 100% Aaron Kraft plays. He's in the secondary. Yeah, I know. He's not a quarterback. That's good. That's if he's good. a slot if he, receiver. If he throws the ball like he should. He's it, just as big as uh, uh, Russell Wilson. He's just as big as Russell Wilson. I didn't say anything about his size. All right. The next guy that I have, this this will be number two. Tim Tebow's number one. Um, Cam Newton. He's on my list. Yeah, Cam. Uh, he's on mine, but one year, what did he play one year? Oh, I'm just kidding. He's not on my list. Uh, yeah, one year, two years. But oh. Heisman Trophy winner. Um, won the national title. Cheater. One all no. His, it, was his, it was his dad. It was never Cam. His dad is the one that won the money. Cam never wanted the money. Is he the real Superman? Well, some people say when Superman takes his Superman outfit on, there's a Cam Newton uniform underneath it. So it's kind of a chicken or the egg. Who came first? But Cam, crazy numbers. We just talked about a crazy game that we just talked about a crazy game that Vince Young had. I think about the um, the stumbling drive where he. I think it was a quarterback draw from 35 yards out against LSU. The entire team hit him. The sidelines hit him. He never went down and got in for a touchdown. Uh, many moments, but definitely Cam Newton's on my list. We're going snakes, so it's back to you. Back to me. All right, so I had Tim Tebow, then Cam. Um, number three on my list. Um, I might. I think I'm gonna go with Pat White. Oh, you stole mine. That was gonna be one of my. Oh, what a McAfee lover you are. Well, Did you just go two in a row. We're snaking. We're snaking. Ooh. So, I will say that McAfee definitely has brought up a lot of his team and, and Pat being on that. But looking back at it, I do think of Pat White as a Cam Newton or a Tim Tebow. Just one of those memorable quarterbacks that I watched growing up. So, <coughs> and he has the numbers to back it up. Um, I don't think he did anything in the NFL. But Big East Player of the Year, first team all Big East, put up some numbers. So, Pat he, White. He played 10 years too early. He's Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. Was Pat Ooh. White on your list, no? He was on my list. I didn't know if anybody else would say him, but the one thing about Pat White, he was the first quarterback to go 4-0 and in bowl games. Wow. Two first, BC, first two, ever? First ever quarterback to go 4-0 and in bowl games. And, and two BCS bowls. I was going to say, two. they played in BCS bowls at least his last two. Well, Beat Georgia and year. Oklahoma. Yeah. So, won the big game. Impressive. Had the numbers, all the accolades. So, Pat White. Him and Steve Slayton in the backfield were nasty. Was uh, Chris Henry on that team? Uh, I think he was for a few years. I think he may have been. Yeah. Not all four, but he definitely was, I think. Man, he could have been crazy in the NFL. Good pick. Go ahead, Tommy. Who's your three or two? Well, my my, uh, next pick is probably strictly based off one of my favorite players ever to watch. Still, I mean, he still belongs on this list, but my, my main reason for picking him is that he's got some, bit, some BDE, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. And that would be uh, Mr. Johnny Manziel. Yes! I was going to say him. He just epitomizes college football. Yeah. Just, he just, yeah, college kid, partied, had fun, came out, balled out. Beat Alabama when nobody thought Bama could be yeah, beat. Yeah, just now 
after college. Sorry, Johnny. Kind of. Did you see him at the high school presentation? That was hilarious. <laughs> I actually have a Johnny Manziel shirt when they were doing the Money Manziel when I, I first signed with Cleveland. I feel like he's still on the outskirts of even the Heisman. Like, I feel like they pushed him to the outside. Like, he was out of order for his. Like, they were going year by year, and they still had him on the far outside, and he wouldn't. He should have been enclosed by a couple of guys. But go My ahead. next, a few of mine have been said already. So, <clears throat> next one. Another sleeper. Now, this pick, I was down to two guys. This is kind of like my fifth slot. And it was down to two Colts. I know you guys may be thinking, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. No, different Colts. Colt McCoy or Colt Brennan. Rainbow Warrior Colt Brennan. And I went with the Rainbow Warrior, Colt Brennan, as my pick. The reason I did, over 14,000 yards yeah, passing, stats 131 crazy. touchdowns, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yep. Now, many may say, hey, he didn't play that many good teams. I don't care. He put up the numbers when he had to. As far mm-hmm. as a college quarterback putting up numbers, Colt Brennan, I'm taking him. But if you look at McCoy's stats, there it is. He was good too. enough to be a quarterback that went to Hawaii that we all know who it is. Yes. That's, that's saying. And <laughs> you're not a true degenerate until you bet a midnight start on Hawaii for a football game on Saturday night after you lost some money. I hope I had Colt Brennan for sure. Yeah. 100%. Nice. Wow. Wasn't wasn't the game the other night the Hawaii BYU was like the one of the only games that day. It was like one of the Yeah, most and I bet, won a ton of money. One on of the Hawaii. most bet games of like the, that was a huge cup of my wife. Something like that. All right. Um, <clears throat> I only got two left on my list. Uh, one, I took Matt Liner, mostly because he owned yeah. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, was really good. Won a, won a Heisman. Pretty good commentator now, too. Um, didn't hurt that he had the best athlete, maybe, in college football history with Reggie Bush. But he was pretty good. Um, I took Liner, and I also took Lamar Jackson. He was... I think he won the Heisman as a junior and then came back a senior year and still had a great year. I think it was the case where his numbers were better than they were his winning year, but who But won? somebody else had ridiculous numbers that year. So Who won that? He was fifteen, is that right? Kyler? No. Uh Baker. Oh, it was Baker's yeah. year? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um yeah, but I put Lamar. He was if you ever watched Louisville games, their defense was terrible, but you could count on their offense getting like fifty every game. He was unbelievable. So that rounds out my list. No, I guess many? for my, I do have one more left, and I had to slip in a homer pick. And um, Homer Drew. Uh, there's a Drew in it. It's Drew Brees. So he only played in two thousand was his last year, but. Screw it, I'm counting it. Um, the reason, can I get a two-minute stage here, Floor? You got it. I'm going all out with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Want a mic? No, I'm good. So, Purdue, we, we, before Drew Brees got here. I, I upgraded our services online. We can upload as many hours as we want. This is good. You this can have more than two minutes. <laughs> G- give me two minutes here. So, before Drew Brees got to Purdue, the 15 years prior, they were 53 and 108. 20 minutes before I got to leave. No, I'll make it under that. Yeah. And in 1997, Drew Brees and a coach by the name of Joe Tiller came from Wyoming, Brees from Texas, to Purdue. And they started basketball on grass. 
Now, Breeze made my list because I think he completely revolutionized the game, him and Joe Tiller, the way it's played with the spread offense and the passing attack. Drew Breeze made receivers like Vinny Sutherland, Isaac Jones, Seth Morales, the catch against Ohio State. Tim Stratton and John Standiford, household names. Chris Daniels, too. Shoot, I think he had like 20 catches in one game, Big Ten game. Oh. But Breeze threw for like 4,000 yards, almost 4,000 yards, three years in a row. Um, what else? Would you he th- finished top four in the Heisman two times, never won it, top four. And he took Purdue to the Rose Bowl, which was unheard of. They lost to Washington, I think. The Washington was number yeah. four in the tu- country. Tuiasiopo. Yeah, Tuiasiopo. Yeah, that's right. Um, Would you? But yeah, so that's why I put Drew Brees in there because I think he, him and Joe Tiller, I think they revolutionized offenses. They introduced the spread, which was unheard of back then, especially in the Big Ten, which is kind of considered kind of that ground and pound game. But when he left the Big Ten, he was all-time leader in completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns, total yards, total touchdowns. I think he's been passed on a few of those now, but pretty awesome career, and that's why I put him on my list. Would you say Drew Brees is to football what Aaron Kraft is to basketball? <clears throat> Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> Uh, players. I will say that there's not been uh, very much. Love. Both are both are champions. Yep. Yeah, both champions. There's, there's not been a G, lot of G League in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> there's Aaron, not if Aaron Crafts listen to this, he's like, God damn, this guy really fucking loves me. <laughs> there's not been a lot of Purdue love, and I got a. Uh, I know somebody that lives in Florida that'll be listening to this that'll much appreciate giving some love to the Boilers. So, shout out. All right, Tommy, I mean, you got anybody left on your list? Well. I think Drew Brees then brings one up for me, and uh, it's because they, I'm pretty sure, are same year, right? Same draft class. Same draft yeah. class. So, uh, probably one of the most fun players ever to watch. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this one because I'm not supposed to like him anymore because what he did to the dogs, and she's a big animal activist, so... If you haven't figured out who I'm talking about yet. <laughs> and you live under a rock. Is it Voldemort? <laughs> Can't say his name. <laughs> well, some have compared him to Lord Voldemort. It's uh, Mike Vick, Virginia Tech Hokie. Man, he he was just, when when we were growing up, I mean, he was probably the, the Lamar, Lamar Jackson for the kids now. That's what he was for us. We Everybody wanted to be like him. I mean, they had the commercials that they had, like, was that a real, actual ride? Do we, does anybody no, know? I, it was not. It, it never was, but I remember the day that I, I, I still remember because it, the ad came in like a Sports Illustrator and ESPN, and it was like, it was like a ticket stub that I had won, and it was obviously like a marketing ploy, but it was like for that, it looked so freaking real. I begged my dad to, but can we go to Atlanta, Georgia for spring break? Oh like, I love Vic. Oh, I, I remember when I found out that it was fake, and I was so pissed. I had a pair of his, one of his pair of his tennis shoes that came out. Those were those were yeah. sick. They kind of looked like Iversons a little bit. Did but. you see they remade that Vic commercial with Lamar Jackson? No. They they so, use they use like. A, CGI or whatever it is and just hologram their face over top of so it. Vic, like Vic and Lamar Jackson are the only two quarterbacks I think that you can watch and like they can literally make defenders look like idiots. You know, you've, see, you've seen plays from both those guys where two defenders are trying to get them down and they run into each other. That just, 
That doesn't happen with many quarterbacks, and those are – Honestly, I haven't seen that since I was a sixth-grade quarterback. Uh, last on my list, um, I'm going with the homer pick. And this is probably the last IU player that I really, really oh, cheered for. Yeah. Antoine Randallel. <laughs> that is an unbelievable <laughs> homer pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Antoine Randallel. Dude, I'm I, not sure he would have been top Listen, 20. Antoine Randallel was the listen. first Big Ten player to have 40 passing touchdowns and 40 rushing touchdowns. That's all these quarterbacks do nowadays is will, run and throw, and he was doing it back in the 90s. I just I will say I, that I stated that, it was Homer. I mean, for playing at IU, you're the quarterback at IU when IU football was terrible, and he was he got on like the top five Heisman list for that year. I mean, as and they weren't that good. I think they I don't even know if they made a bowl. Probably not. And he but he was tough. How do you, how do you not make a bowl? But your quarterback's one of the best players. It's probably because he played nation. basketball too. One of the rare two sport athletes in Division One. And he got and he, he got drafted by the Cubs, right? Out of high school <coughs> for for I baseball. I didn't know that, but I'd believe it. Yes, I'm pretty sure he could have. Checked that out. I'm checking it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he got drafted for Major League Baseball out of high school. Dude, he was low key. He, he started threw a first. touchdown pass in a Super Bowl. He was he was right around the time fantasy football kind of really became popular. The fourteenth round, fourteenth round, four hundred twenty fourth pick by the Cubs, but he opted to go to IU. He's one of those guys that you could like, if you had someone on bye week at receiver, you could sneak him into your flex. Yeah, and he would he would he'd get you twenty points every now and then. Well, I mean, he also would throw a touchdown sometimes. Let's let's go around and talk about the quarterbacks we just talked about and talk about how many of them have a. Touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Probably, sure. maybe. Breeze. <coughs> Breeze does, of course. Uh, Cam, Newton. Cam Newton. Did Dan Lefebvre throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> was he on, was he on the, the, the Tim Tebow with the Mac? <laughs> yeah. Was he on the Seahawks the year or something when they just walked over the Broncos? Wasn't that the Seahawks? Yeah. Yeah, that was he came, bad. He came was in for, like, to do the kneels. At the end. Which, uh... Could have said Sexy Rexy Grossman. Florida Gators. He probably threw a touchdown. Was he Bloomington South? Yeah. Bloomington South? Yeah. That's helmet to helmet. Hey, I like I the Antoine Randall. That's probably, that's probably my favorite IU football player of all time. Yeah. Uh, probably Lane Brian Robertson. Touche. Michael Batson's pretty good, too. Old boy can run. They had any sense they'd have thrown the checkbook at Eric Wor- Eric Worski. Does uh, anybody else have any more quarterbacks on their list? I'm out. I had honorable mention Colt McCoy. I had a honor- I, well. I, had I will say uh, honorable mention for me is probably uh, William, old Dubs. Oh, Dubs. Yeah, he was a good quarterback back in the day. What Mike at recess? Yeah, I had a couple. I I'm actually, just kidding, I actually had a couple honorable mention. Uh, Mar- Mariota. An RG3. Hey, the boomerang on Instagram is pretty legit. Check it out. Does it say the episode's going to be fire? Yeah, about to record some fire. You recorded it just before we started. That's pretty legit. Mm Mm-hmm. So, well, anything else? I think we're good. All right. Follow us on uh, the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, uh, and our Facebook. Oh, by the way, someone told me to... Um, put what my action app was for people to follow me because 
they were tired of me saying it and not saying what it was. So my action app is R-E-A-K-I-N-S-5. That's my action app. It's got everything I've done this since football season started this year. So you can go back and check and see what I've done well, what I've done bad, how I've been lately, whatever, my greens, my reds, all the above. Just give one last shout-out to those guys in Ohio that I'm friends with, those goons. You know who I'm talking about. See you guys next year.